You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this one will start with... You know... Yeah, it's starting yeah. with that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rob, for our opening. Thank you. I'm, I'm that, was, that was great. Welcome to The Fabulous Invalid, a Broadway-centric podcast where we take a 360-degree view of the theater through interviews with actors, writers, directors, designers, and everyone in between. I'm Jamie Dumont, recovering Broadway marketing associate, personal chef, and event planner. And I'm Rob Russo, writer and theater critic with Stage Left at NYC. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jamie. How's it going? Very good. We're back in the thick of things. <clears throat> you know, we our, are. Our second season has launched. The Broadway fall season is, you know, really kicking up. We're a part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Yes. Which is very exciting. Very exciting. I'm, I'm so pumped to be a member of this community um, with all these other podcasts, all these other folks who are uh, talking about theater and interviewing folks and having their own spin on things like we offer here. Uh, so it's going to be fun. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that note, it is uh, time to talk about the fall. Yes. Broadway is, is back. Not that it ever left, because as we've discussed on the show before, uh, the season never really takes a break. Uh, technically, it, it ends and begins anew with uh, the, the end of the Tony uh, deadline and the end of April, right? So anything opening after... May or first uh, would be considered the next season, right? Uh, so this summer was actually wasn't wasn't too bad. We had four shows that that started the season off. Uh, Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune, the Terrence McNally play, uh, which came and went, didn't was, take off quite like it, one would it hope. Did not, you know, uh, it, it ended a month early, I believe, than uh, it was supposed to, and had very anemic ticket sales, but was you know widely praised. And I think both Michael Shannon and Audrey McDonald's performances were. We're quite celebrated. I mean, um, come on. But, yeah. Well, you know, I, honestly, I, I think the knock on the show, because I, I think the production was, was geared around celebrating Terrence McNally's 80th birthday, right? Um, and I think, at least from what I read, and you know, I, I sort of ascribe to this as well, um, of all of his plays, this is one that's been seen you know, not too long ago. There are other works of his that I think folks would have liked to have seen. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, particularly something, you know, with an LGBT theme because that is, you know, sort of what has made his writing so distinctive. A handful of plays over the years that have, you know, touched on subjects that at the time were certainly groundbreaking. Uh, regardless, came and went. Uh, Moulin Rouge, which is a sensation unto itself, uh, packing the men at the Al Hirschfeld Theater, quite literally. Uh, it's the second highest ticket price on Broadway. Most songs per minute of any musical, probably ever. I think there's 70 songs in That's that a show. Dizzying statistic. It's dizzying, yes. Is uh, that the? Uh, would Would you call that a can can? Uh, I I certainly would. <laughs> Did uh, I get it right? Can can. Yeah. yeah, isn't there a thing? Can can. I feel like I'm, oh, you're you're full of voices today. I feel Jamie. like I'm doing. I'm <laughs> trying to do it. I I'm. I'm clearly showing my cards that yeah, I saw right. Moulin Rouge in Boston a right, year and right. something yeah, ago, yeah. and um, yeah. I have not yet. Well, it's it's on Broadway.
it's a rare example, I think, of a show that is almost too big for the theater that it's in. Yep. You know, which is, that's like, that never happens anymore, yeah. right? Because everyone's doing things that are smaller and more intimate. This is a big show. It's, it's big broad. Show. It's bright. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. It's red. Um, yeah, it's, it's. Glitters. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, quite an assault on the senses. Not in a negative way. I mean, in the way that it should be, because it's Moulin Rouge. Sure. Right? <laughs> Jamie has a different feeling. Um, no, I, you know what? Look, I, I enjoyed Moulin Rouge. I, I, it wasn't exactly my cup of tea. However, I have to say that I, that movie doesn't mean anything to me. Mm. And so I didn't come into it with it's, that. Yeah, a preconception. Correct. Right, right. I will say it's possibly the best second act opener I've ever seen in oh my, my entire life. It's yeah. incredible. It's I mean, a great, it's a great show. Yeah. It's not my thing, but I certainly understand. And I think they're going to make a, Gajillion dollars. Oh, no, they they and, are making a gajillion And I hope it runs forever <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely something yeah, that people yeah, love yeah. and it should be seen. My advice, sit in the mezzanine because yeah. it's, that's the only way you sit as far back as possible. Is that where you sat? <laughs> no, I sat in like the fourth row of the orchestra and it was, I was too close. I when are you going to sit it. in the mezzanine? Sorry, when? when are you sitting? I haven't made plans to go back because it's the second most expensive show on Broadway after Hamilton and, oh. you know, I'm on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seawall of Life, which transferred from the public theater uh, downtown, uh, was a rather unique offering uh, in their season, last season, and is a, certainly a unique offering for Broadway. Two monologues uh, by two different playwrights performed uh, by two incredible actors, Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Sturridge. Uh, very unique piece of intimate storytelling um, un unlike anything you've probably ever seen in a Broadway house. And I will say, I was nervous when it was announced for Broadway, not because I didn't think the show was good, but uh, I was worried. To me, it felt too small at the Newman, at the public downtown. And to put it in a Broadway house, I was nervous that it would, it would not work. But they put it in the right house. Because they did. everything looks great in the Hudson Theater. Yes. I love that theater so, I mean, so much. I don't know what they did, because I'm sure they did something to the design of it, to the feel of it, to the direction of it. Um, I'm not close enough to it to know, but it works in that house. Um, and it's a treat to see, you know, two really incredible actors give great performances. And then Betrayal. Yes. Uh, Harold Pinter's uh, Betrayal is back on Broadway. This is a transfer from London, I believe, right? Was that a Pinter pause? Pinter pause. Ooh, Jamie. Yeah. Second level here. Yes. He's back. He's back. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you and I were remarking how uh, it's kind of funny that, you know, this play, I think, premiered on Broadway in like 1980 or something. Uh, went about 20 years without being revisited. And then in the last 20 years, this is the third revival of yeah, Betrayal right. in the last 20 years. I saw the one in 2013, which... You know, it's not that long ago with Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz. Uh, so I was, I was a little surprised when this was announced. I, I didn't know that it was a hit. It was Rachel Weisz. I kept saying yes. Carla Gugino. No. And no. you looked at me yeah. like, what are you talking about? I yeah. Don't know who that is. Right. Why didn't you correct me? <laughs> well, you know. You're too, uh, you're too polite. I'm too polite. That's Rob Bruce, my so. downfall. Um, um, but, but it's yes, back. It, it's, it's but back. It, it, it hasn't, it didn't really leave us. And, no, it and never now left. It's, it never now it's back. And I have to say, yes. You can say what you want about Harold Pinter. You can say what you want about Portrayal, whatever. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston, I think, is the biggest surprise yes. of the season. Maybe so far, so far <laughs> maybe the whole season. It's early. For me, it's early. It's yes. early. I realize that. But God, he's Old fantastic. Statement. He really is. He really is. Wow. I don't know any of his stage work. I'd never seen him live. And I don't, frankly, I don't, I'd have to go back and look at his credits to see what films I've seen him in, if I have. I know he's a, he's a Marvel. He's you an know, Avenger. He's an Avenger. There you go. He's, he's a like, villain, I think, is oh, more well, accurate. Um, right? He's Loki. I, oh, Aaron is shaking okay. his head. Remember when I yelled at Aaron and Jen Samard was like all freaked out? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <Aaron>. <laughs> I didn't really yell, did no, I? No. No. I just got cross. No. I get cross. We're, we're human beings. You know, we have emotions. Yeah, he's, uh, he's in a, a lot of the Avengers movies. Aaron. Is he in all of them, Aaron? Um... Spoiler alert! No. <gasps> oh. Actually, that's not a huge spoiler. No, he's not involved. He dies, obviously. Oh uh, well, there's one that takes place that he's just not involved in at all. Are you a big Avengers fan, Darren? I'm a huge 
a comic book fan, so yeah. Oh. So, I am not well, I'm glad you're here to round out our knowledge of the world yeah. because I have no but idea what I'm talking about. But he's also, he's started as a Shakespearean actor. Right, yes, he's, 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 he's classically incredible. trained. Yes. yes, and it shows yeah. on and that shows. stage. Yeah. He's, oh my gosh. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in not, love with him. I was not prepared to be yeah. uh, as blown away by him as I was. I agree. Um, so that's a limited engagement, uh, betrayal. And that's everything that's opened as of today, and I think that will still be accurate when this airs. Um, so looking ahead to the balance of the season, um, of the fall season, I should say, um, there's only one other revival beyond uh, Betrayal uh, that's slated for the fall, and that's The Rose Tattoo, mm-hmm. Tennessee Williams, uh, starring uh, Marissa Tomei uh, at, at the Roundabout Theater Company's um, theater on 42nd Street, the American Airlines. Yes. I think they're, uh, they're opening, what, not in another Opens month? October 15th, yeah. So, yeah. in a few weeks. In a few weeks. Um, and that's, I, I'm, I'm excited, first of all, because I love Tennessee Williams. Duh. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, and <laughs> beyond that, this is a play of his I don't know. I've never seen it. Or read it. I feel like I saw it with Mercedes Rule. Is that possible? That feels right. Feels Years right. Years ago. Well, look. The we say this rule, Marissa Tomei, like, I see it. Yeah. I, that I mean, makes I, sense. Casting I might wise. be making that up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I am a frustrated casting director. At you, heart. That's very true. That is very real. True. Very true. That is real. Um, so, because I like to live a very play centric life, because I feel like Broadway musicals get um, talked about all the time, but we don't talk enough about plays. Uh, let's talk about plays first. So, there are six new plays opening on, fall, uh, on, on Broadway this fall. I don't think that's true. I feel like we talk about plays a lot. No, I don't mean we, I mean globally the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, okay. yeah, no, we're very good about it. But yeah. I think it's intentional on our part, uh, you know, right. to fill some space. The play's the thing. The, oh, Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and there are six new, uh, new plays uh, Which is this fall. continuing the uptick in new plays on Broadway. This yes. is a good number. This is a great number. Um, you know, last season, uh, or rather two seasons ago, now I don't know what year we're in. It's 2019, Rob. Thank you. Thank you. You the live year, in America. <laughs> the, the year uh, of Harry Potter and, and the Cursed Child, that was 2017 or 2018? It was 2018. Sure. It's 2018. That sure. was not that long ago, folks. I am no, That worried. was last year, <laughs> yeah. Rob. Yeah, I know. So that Do season you need a break? That season was light. No, uh, the 2016-2017 the, the season was fantastic for new plays. Right. Uh, by new, you know, writers who had not had their, their day in court, so to speak. Um, but uh, last season, or I guess last last season now, because we're at the beginning of this one, um, was light, the Harry Potter year. Um, you know, the, the, the conventional wisdom being that no one wanted to produce and go up against this behemoth that they were anticipating it to be, and of course it won Best Play, you know. Um, but it's good to be back in a season where there's a lot of uh, new plays. The Great Society uh, is the first of these new plays to open, uh, and this is the second installment in playwright Robert Schnecken. I, you're on your own with this one. I feel like, you know, the birdcage, when the Schnecken beckons. Uh, anyway, uh, he wrote All the Way, uh, which was on Broadway in 2014 um, uh, with uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, this time around, uh, Brian Cox is playing uh, LBJ. Taking a break from his duties on Succession. There you go. My, um, my favorite show. Everyone's talking about Succession. It's a great show, but it's not a Broadway show, it's so It's not we'll the subject on. of this podcast. Um, so this uh, play picks up where the last one ended uh, and follows the years 1964 to 1968, um, President Johnson's you know, first full term as president, um, through all the trials and tribulations, uh, civil rights, Vietnam, um, I'm I'm very excited for. It. I loved all the way. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of meaty stuff to to work so with. So much and so timely, of course. Yeah. You know, wish it wasn't so timely, but the issue. Well, we're living through it again. Right. Literally. Quite literally. Quite literally. Um, and I believe it's the same format as all the way, where you've got you know, twenty actors playing fifty characters, right? Which will be really exciting. I'm in. I, yeah, I'm in. I, I will be at the Vivian Beaumont. Can't wait. Um, Next play that opens is Slave Play, mm-hmm. which um, if you have not bought tickets, pause this podcast, go buy tickets, and then come back to hear about the rest of the fall season. Well, I think you can um, listen to the podcast or, in well, route you know, you're right, you're right. to the While theater buying, to yeah, buy the tickets. Yeah, yeah. Or you can buy them online, telecharge.com. You don't like to buy tickets online. because I you don't personally like to... don't, no. And I like why is that, on, I like to save on those fees. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they get yeah. you on the, uh, on the fees. What do I like to do? 
throw you like money to spend at the problem. All the money you yeah. can. Yes. I do. You like to buy the most expensive seat with all of the fees. <laughs> I love a fee. Meanwhile, I'm like clipping out coupons. You know, you're the benefit of my reckless I am. spending. I, I, I really might am. Add. I really am. No, I, I can't complain. Um, but Slave, Slave Play. Play, yes. Uh, this was at New York Theatre Workshop last fall. Uh, Jeremy O'Harris is the playwright. Get used to hearing that name because... Because um, he's going to write all the plays. He's going to write all the plays. And I'm very excited to live in a world where that is, is, is the case. I am um, too. I saw, I saw Slave Play downtown last fall. It was one of the most uh, provocative things I've ever seen, uh, both you know, literally in terms of the subject matter, but also you know, thought-wise. Thought you know, it really it, it makes you think about... Race, um, sexuality, um, and sex in ways that uh, are dramatized um, that you rarely see on Broadway uh, or off Broadway or anywhere. Anywhere. Um, yeah, I'm very, very excited. And it makes and you I'm, feel and think things that you're not prepared to feel and think, and that yes. is great. Yes, that's why we do theater. That's why we love theater. Um, and what's really exciting is that the, with the, the exception of one character, the rest of the cast in downtown has transferred uh, intact. Yeah. Which is very impressive, considering it's you know almost a year later, um, and it's a great cast. It's a great cast. Yeah, yeah so I'm very excited for that. Um, next up, the height of the storm, which is Manhattan Theater Club uh, presentation. Uh, playwright uh, Florian Zeller, French playwright. Uh, this was in the West End, um, I believe, last year with Jonathan Price and Eileen Atkins. Yeah, and they are. Um, uh, repeating uh, their performances on Broadway um, at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater, Manhattan Theater Club's Broadway space. Very excited to see. I'm very excited. I love both of those actors. Yes, yes. And I love a good drama about marriage. A marriage drama, right? I mean, that's that's right up my alley. I'm here for it. Yeah. I live one every day. Yeah. (laughs) And I will say, uh, Manhattan Theater Club um, has a really great track record of bringing in um, stuff from the West End. They do. Um, the, the Children, which again was about two years ago, um, was phenomenal. I loved that play. Um, so very excited to see that. Uh, next up is The Sound Inside, which uh, is an Adam Rapp play um, that will be at Studio 54. It was at the Williamstown Theater Festival in 2018. Did right. you see it? I did not. You did not. Yeah, apparently it was it was the, the show to see yeah. at Williamstown that summer. Well, he's another controversial playwright. Yes. You know, and I believe... Another... Is this his Broadway debut? I think it is. I think it yeah, is. I think yeah. so. I Which don't think he's had a play on very Broadway. Very exciting. Uh, he's a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Um, and this play, I, as I understand it, uh, I think there's a bit of bit of mystery around it for good reason, um, given the plot. Um, but it's a, it's a two-person show about an encounter between a writing professor and a challenging student. And if that doesn't have you hooked, then I, I, don't, I don't know what to Nothing do Nothing will. You. Yeah, right? Nothing will. Go watch Succession. <laughs> right, yeah. Turn on the TV. Um, and I think, I believe this is a Lincoln Center Theater production yeah. at Studio 54. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, so we love Lincoln Center Theater. Uh, I think they curate the best shows every year. I, I don't think I've ever seen something bad at Lincoln Center. No. <laughs> like, ever. You know, where did they present it? Uh, okay, all right. Ooh. But I've been around a little longer than yeah, you. Yeah, that's have. true. That's true. You had more opportunity. Um, another nonprofit theater, uh, Second Stage Theater, uh, presents the Steppenwolf production of Tracy Letts' Linda Vista. Which um, I am, this is the thing I am the most excited about. Really? Okay, well, say more. I love Tracy Letts as, a, as an author, as yes. an actor. Yes. I think August Osage County is my favorite play written in the last 25, 30 years, as, as long as I've been seeing theater in New yeah. York City. Yeah. It is a masterpiece, Yes. and I, I have very high hopes for this play as well. I do too. Um, you know, it's funny, I, was, I, I, I just saw Make Believe uh, off the, you know, the off-Broadway space with you, Jamie. Yeah, I was there. Um, and uh, loved it. And I was thinking like, oh, why isn't this in their Broadway space? And then I saw that Linda Vista was coming to their Broadway space. And I was like, okay, they've got a Tracy Let's Play. You know. Because we saw it together and you know what I'm going to say. Make Believe was a punch in the gut. I didn't didn't see coming. I didn't know anything about. That play, that... That play is spectacular. I believe it's closed now, right? No, it hasn't closed yet. Um, And uh, I will say... Does it run through September or... Pulling it up right now. It runs through September 22nd. No, so so it will have just closed. It will have just closed by the time this airs. Um, But Best Wall. Wall? Wall? Wall. Wall. W-H-L. 
if there's uh, a way to pronounce it wrong, I will do it. Um, yeah. And I'll hold, <laughs> hold me to that. Um, I believe it's Wall. She has written two of my favorite plays of the last six months. The continuity yes. was such oh a delightful, yeah. and again, a sucker punch I didn't yes. see coming. Yes. She has this incredible ability mm-hmm. to set up something without you even know it's getting, without you really don't know what's happening, and then the rug yep. goes out and yep. you're yep. left speechless. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Second Stage Theater, I mean, their mission is to, is to produce living American playwrights. So we've just, we've just named two, uh, and they do great work. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, And then the last new play of the fall season, um, which I'm going to go out on a limb and make a bold statement because I like to be bold. It's not that bold, Rob. Okay, well, uh, I think this will be the most notable play of the entire season. (laughs) I feel Uh, like everybody knows that. Matthew Lopez is The Inheritance. Uh, which, if you don't know, is this epic, sweeping, two-part modern adaptation of Ian Forster's Howard's End, set among a group of millennial-aged gay men in New York today, contending with the legacy of the AIDS crisis. Um, I saw it in London last year. Did you see it Uh, once or twice? I I saw it once. Oh, I thought Um, it went twice. And I will say, so I had a unique experience when I saw it. I did the marathon, the matinee in the evening, um, sort of binge-watched The Inheritance, if you will. Uh, And... I walked out of the theater, well, out of the auditorium, I'm in the lobby, and I thought, I need to read this. I need to buy the script. And I'm, I'm very I'm one of those people who's like, plays are meant to be seen, not read. You know, like, that's one of my, like, annoying things. In that annoying voice? Yes, and I always do it in that voice. Uh, but for the first time, literally in my life, I, I, I had to read the play. And luckily, they were selling it two, two, two feet away from me, so I bought it. And did you stay up all night reading it? I stayed up as long as I could because, you know, I never adjust to the time change when I travel. Uh, so, but uh, this is, I think, a really, really important, really important play um, that is going to make waves. Um, in, a, in, a, in a different way than, say, Slave Play, right? Which right. obviously is another major important play of the fall. Um, but uh, The Inheritance... I think um, The Inheritance will be less polarizing yes, than Slave Play. I think that's true. I think so that's I think it's, it I might think be a true. little more yeah. user-friendly, even though the subject yes. matter is quite heavy. Yes. Um, and yes. it's quite long. It is. Yeah. Six and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in for a six and a half hour you play. You love a six and a half hour play. What do you always I, say? 90 minutes are all day. Yep, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, so those are the plays. Uh, great fall for plays. Yeah. Jamie? Great, yeah, sorry. Give, give me something, give me something. Sorry. <laughs> I, I went away. Well, you know, what I, you know where I went? I actually, because I, I said my own quote wrong, what I always say is, uh, I either want 90 minutes, no intermission, or three acts in three hours. There you go. Okay. That's, that's what fair. I always say, that's and fair. that's, that's fair. how that's I feel about quote it. quote you accurately. Correct. Um, and musicals. then musicals, yes. So um, just like last season, it's sort of a light fall for new musicals on Broadway. That changes in the spring. Changes in the, of course, it always does because all the big musicals open in April. The last two weeks in April, it's crazy. But this fall, we've got three uh, new musicals coming. And what are they, Rob? Oh, well, thank you, Jamie, for asking. I thought you never would. Uh, the Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, which was sort of a surprise late announcement given that it's already started performances at the Longacre Theater. Like the day after the prom closed, they announced that this was coming in. Um, I'm actually really excited for The Lightning Thief. I saw it in its off-Broadway inter- uh, iteration at the Lucille Lortel back in 2017. Um, 
And I was quite charmed by it. I thought it was very clever, it was very entertaining. I know nothing about the Percy Jackson universe, Aaron. I don't know if that I, has... No, I don't either. I was, so you're, you're, I was hoping you're strictly you weren't going to look at me. You're strictly yeah. Avengers. We're looking okay. right at yeah. you, Aaron. No, I mean, I know um, Harry Potter and everything, but this right. is something this is I never... This sort of a different fantasy yeah. universe, right? Um, Lightning Thief. Uh, it's, they're capping their North American tour. They were at the Beacon uh, uptown this spring or this summer for a couple weeks. Um, well, aren't you a wealth of information? Thank you. You've come to the right place. Uh, next show that opens, next musical that opens is Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Which on the surface of things, I would dismiss out of hand. However, I have heard from a very reliable source who saw it in London yes. that it's quite wonderful. Yes. So I, I, I do sense that there's a bit of diva fatigue happening. Um, yeah both across the table from me, but also just in the world, um, in the world of Broadway. In the world of divas? Right. Well, we've gotten Carol King, Donna Summer, uh, Cher, Cher, and now Tina, who am I forgetting? I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. So I, I saw this in London last, uh, last winter, same trip where I saw The Inheritance. Um, and I was suffering from my own uh, diva fatigue and walked in with an open mind. I always try to have an open mind. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, and I, not, not only did I enjoy it, I think it's the best biomusical that I've potentially ever seen. I'd, I'd need to review a list. Um, and it's, you know, because of the, you know, the stagecraft and the storytelling, of course. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of talented people involved in all these things. It's not just that. It's the fact that Tina Turner has a really good story to tell. Yes, she does. And well, there's been a movie about there's it. There's a movie about it. I mean, it is it is it writes itself, and that no, with no disrespect to whoever wrote it, um, <laughs> you know, because obviously it didn't. Someone had to write it. Um, but uh, you know, through no no choice of her own, she has had you know a lot of things happen to her, and she's done a lot of things on her own that that have made for an incredible story. And it's a story that you know perhaps because it's my age, you know I I sort of caught her comeback. I was never I wasn't alive for her first iteration. Um, why are you looking at me? I because you're sitting across from me, Jamie. Okay. There's no other reason why. <laughs> um, but um, the the dynamism of her story and the the length of it, um, and the fact that it is sort of done, you know, I mean, she's retired, she's not, you know, out there performing, she's not creating new work, um, you know, she lives in the Swiss Alps and has renounced her U.S. citizenship, um, <laughs> which, honestly, I could relate these I days. Can, I, um, I'm right no, there with you. Um, but, you know, Cher's still alive and she's still touring. Carol King is very much someone who's in the world, right? Um, Donna Summer is dead. Uh, but Donna Summer's career, if we're really talking, you know, seriously, was a couple years in the late 70s. Some amazing years. I'm not to take anything away from Donna Summer, but it's a very short story, the story of her success. When Donna Summer was Donna Summer, it's a short number of years. Tina Turner, she's with Ike, and then she's, you know, this Vegas... She's lived many lives. Yeah, she's had so many iterations, and it's complete, and there's some distance from the last iteration that allows you to be able to, you know, take a deep breath and tell the story. She's a true survivor. Well, that's for and sure. And that's always a compelling yes. story to tell. And I can't believe we're this deep into the conversation about Tina, the Tina Turner musical, without mentioning Adrian Moore. Well, I was waiting for you. I, yes. I, I was confused um, why you were burying the lead on oh this. Oh my gosh. She's spectacular. She is spectacular. Yeah. And she's always been spectacular, right? I mean, I, I, the first time I saw her was in Shuffle Along. And I remember thinking, oh my God, who is that? She's magnetic. She was in the Dreamgirls, what they called the oh, Apollo tour, right? right? The tour that yes. went out. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe she was Laurel. And that's not a compelling role necessarily. Compared unless, to the other ladies. In com right, yeah, and compared sure. to Dina and Effie. <laughs> right, right. And yet, when you have a Laurel like Adrian Warren mm. or... Um, uh, Heather Headley was another, oh like, gosh. incredible wow. Laurel. Yeah. Um, but Adrian Warren, I mean, seeing that many years ago, yeah. I thought, you knew. She's, yeah. that's a star. Yep. Yep. She's outshining yep. all those other star wonderful women. quality, yeah. yes. And she, she becomes Tina Turner. And I know that that gets thrown around a lot, you know, but, like, literally becomes I can't Tina wait. Yeah. You're simply the best.
And then the last new musical to fall is Jagged Little Pill. Yep. Which, you know, Alanis Morissette's 1995 album, sort of iconic at this point, sure. um, has been reimagined as a stage musical um, with its own original story, is my understanding. Um, and tackling uh, a lot of contemporary issues is also my understanding around uh, addiction, I believe. I don't, don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. Um, but it was at ART uh, in 2018 uh, up in Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts. And um, this is a Diane Paulus production. Um, you know, she never fails to deliver very compelling works of art. Um, so true. I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's funny. As, as a kid, I couldn't stand Alanis Morissette only because my sister was obsessed and I'm the younger brother, so I had to hate whatever my sister liked. Um, but now, oh my gosh, when I heard this was becoming a stage musical, I, I went back to the album. And I knew, like, you know, you ought to know, right? Like the the biggest hit of the album, but I re-listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this it's a great music album. is incredible. And not only you know I, I, was I rediscovering it, but I turns out I knew all the songs because it brings you right back to a time and a place, 1995. I mean, I very viscerally remember hearing that music. Well, it's also one of those albums, not unlike. Um Carol King's Tapestry yes. or Fleetwood Mac Rumors mm -hmm. or there are yep. several albums yep. that follow this same thing where right. every song yes. is fantastic. Yep. You know? It's a perfect album. It's a perfect album. Perfect album. It's well well yep. said. Uh, so I can't wait to see how they've they've reimagined it as a as a musical, you know, and what is the story and you know who are the characters. Well you'll uh, find out soon. I will find out. Yes, I will. So rounding out the fall season are a bunch of other little offerings. So yeah. Um, do we, do we want to do holidays first or magic? Oh, magic. Magic. So Darren Brown's secret um, is, will have opened by the time this airs. Uh, he's a mentalist, he's a British mentalist who uh, is making his Broadway debut in this uh, show. I'm excited to see it. I, I, I went to see uh, The Illusionists last season, um, their little holiday engagement with a friend of mine and um, discovered that I love magic. That's good. I'm I love glad, illusion. I'm glad you have a I purpose. love a mind reader. Yeah, I, I, who knew? I sat there with a grin across my face the whole time. Um, and then I saw In and of Itself uh, last, last season as well, which, oh my God, that was incredible. So I'm excited to see what Darren Brown Secret has to offer. And it is, to me, a bit of a secret because I don't know what the show is or what he does, but I can't wait. It will be revealed to It you. will be revealed. It will be revealed. And this, that runs through January, so it's got a healthy run at the Court Theater. Um, Freestyle Love Supreme, not magic, but it's kind of magic, right? Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and friends uh, have put together this show. I, I have to quote the, the press line. It's, it's a hip-hop, improv, live music experience. So do with that what you will, uh, and what you will do with it is buy tickets and go see it. If you can, it's at the Booth Theater, which is one of the smallest theaters on Broadway, and it's a limited run uh, through January. Uh, and there's a rotating cast of people. I don't think you know who's going to be there that night. But some of the people are like Christopher Jackson or Lin-Manuel Miranda himself. So I have a feeling this is going to be a difficult ticket to obtain. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I like to know who my cast is. I don't like surprises. You don't like surprises. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that doesn't appeal to me in terms right. of that part Aspect of it. of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm very intrigued. You know, it sort of reminds me, not that I ever saw it, but in theory, of... Um, the deaf poetry jams that they used to do on Broadway, right? Right. Where it's a bit of an improvisational quality. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's going to be participating, yep. and you know, very similar. Um, so I'm I'm very intrigued to see what that is. And then uh, American Utopia, David Byrne's latest album, American Utopia, has been reimagined as a theatrical concert, um, and it's in Boston, um, I believe, at the Colonial, uh, and is coming to Broadway uh, to the Hudson Theater after Seawall Life, um, and that runs through January as well. Um, I'm very intrigued uh, to see that. I, David Byrne is certainly a very, uh, he never fails to deliver, right? I mean, he's, he's a major force in the music industry and a very creative guy. Um, so that should be, should be very good. Should, should Looking be. Looking forward to it. Um, and then there's a trio of holiday offerings to um, you know, keep some theaters uh, full while they wait for their spring tenants, but also you know, to celebrate the season. Uh, Slava's Snow Show is back in New York for the first time, I think, in like a decade or so. Well, good for New York. Good for New York. I felt like it never left New World stages. I was surprised oh, yeah. to learn that it actually wasn't it did, playing. Was, yeah. Have you seen Slavis Snow Show? I have not. 
I haven't either. And I, growing up in this area, I always saw the ads um, and was always so intrigued, you know, the, the print ads. I was always so intrigued by what it is. Well, uh, maybe so if you get invited, we'll go. Yeah, You'll invite well, me. Russian I can... clown Slava Pulinin has been doing this show for easily two decades now. Slava what? I'm not repeating that. Yes, you are. Say I, it one I more refuse. time. I refuse. I refuse. It's at the Stephen Sondheim Theater, <laughs> November to January. Um, the Illusionist, which I already alluded to, yes, uh, is big back. Fan. Uh, the Illusionist, Magic of the Holidays, uh, at the Neil Simon. Um, and that's, it's like a, you know, magic variety show. It's almost like being at like a live taping of an old-fashioned kind of variety show. There's a different act that come out, you know, someone yeah. is in a box and there's swords and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a yeah. main, mainline classic magic show. We get it. Uh, can't go, <laughs> we get it. Uh, and then the last uh, uh, sort of holiday offering and the last show we'll talk about for the fall season is A Christmas Carol. I'm a, I am very excited about this. So let me tell you something. Last year when I went to London, um, same trip. It's funny, actually. Five of the six shows I saw on that trip will be a, a, on Broadway this season. So either I have really good taste or I should have just really bad luck. I should have saved the money uh, because I oh, <laughs> did a whole stop trip over that. There. You love that you've seen all these it shows. It is kind of fun to be in the know. Yes. Don't play that um, one. But I, 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 I discovered that I was going to be in London the week before Christmas and was like, oh, what should I see? I had one more slot and I saw that A Christmas Car was playing at the Old Vic um, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to go see it. A week before Christmas in London? How can I not see A Christmas Carol? But I was very self-conscious about it. I was like, of all the things, I should be seeing something new. Or, you know, it's A Christmas Carol. Like, you were one... sort of apologetic I was. when you I was, told I me you were going yes, to see that. Yeah. Not just you, everyone, right? And come, you know, act two of A Christmas Carol, I'm sitting there weeping for, you know, uh, what's his name? Scrooge? No, Cratchit. Yeah, no. well, I mean, this every act, honestly, all oh, of no, them. Oh, no, what's the, the yeah, one with Tiny Tim? Scrooge, Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim, that's I who mean, you're gosh. weeping for. So Jack Thorne, who wrote um, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and King Kong, the musical, actually, um, wrote this adaptation. And um, they're doing it at the Lyceum Theater, which is the perfect theater for it. Um, I imagine they're going to stage it the way they did at the Old Vic, where it's sort of a runway stage that comes out into the audience, and there's audience all around. It's the audience on the stage. Um, and it's, it's a Christmas carol, you know, which, again, it sounds trite and cliche to say, but, like, oh, my God. Uh, of all the things I'm, I'm recommending, which that's not the point of this episode, but I'm just going to do it anyway, Slave Play, The Inheritance, A Christmas Carol. If you see three things this fall, see those three. There it is. There you go. You've said it. I've said it. Um, and you know what? Let's tease for the spring. Okay. Just a moment. Just a momentary tease. Be a tease, Rob. Be a tease. So uh, one show that is starting previews early in December, but does not open until February. So this is a long preview. Really long preview period. Uh, is West Side Story. Yep. So people are going to be talking about it this fall season. We're already talking we're, about we're it. We're doing it right now. You've been talking about it for a while. I've been talking about it since the minute it was announced. Yeah. To be honest, that's, this is true. Yeah, this is you can you can uh, testify. I, um, I, I, I'm here to corroborate that. Wow, you're a corroborator. Um, so Belgian auteur Ivo van Hove, who if you don't know, um, has directed, devised, created um, some of the most talked about pieces of theater that have played in New York in the last number of seasons. Um, his uh, Crucible. His A View from the Bridge uh, were both major productions. The Damned at Park Avenue Armory was huge. His Little Foxes. Uh, I haven't seen... Uh, what, he did what a that? Yeah, Little Foxes at, I want to say, New York Theater Workshop oh, with okay. Elizabeth Marvel. Yeah, he did am something I, at... Am I, am, I, uh, am I making this up? No, no I... No. I no, because there was the yeah, TV screens, yeah, no, no, no. projections, yes, and there was milk on the stage exactly. at the end. So th those are the hallmarks of uh, his, his directorial style. It's, it's, I called him an auteur for a reason. You, you, know, you, you don't have to watch one of his shows for more than five minutes to know that you're watching an Eva Van Didn't show. he do the Bowie thing, too? Yes. At New York Theater yes, Workshop? Yes, he did uh, Lazarus at New York Theater Workshop. And, of course, Network on Broadway last oh season. Oh, my God. Which, that, which was, was brilliant. Yes, yes. So, um, he's, you know... It's probably a very silly thing to say, but you know he's known for working with different media, you know, multimedia uh, yeah. sort of uh, presentations. Um, and he's, you know, he's he's the resident director of uh, a theater company in, in Amsterdam, um, and is known for adapting films uh, and plays um, in in new ways. This is the first musical um, 
uh, revival that he is tackling. So Lazarus was a new piece. But uh, West Side Story, this is the first time he is directing sort of a golden age musical. Um, and I am, I cannot get to the Broadway theater soon enough to see what he's done with it. Um, You'll be there at the first preview. I probably, yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and the, the, what, beyond his involvement in this production, um, it's the first time that Jerome Robbins' choreography will not be recreated on stage yeah. since 1957. Um, Which I'm rather excited about. Very excited about. You know, they had to get uh, all the estates to approve this production, as you do whenever you do a revival, right? You need to get whoever wrote it originally to sign off. Um, and uh, the only person who's living of the original creative team is, of course, Stephen Sondheim. And I loved, just loved what he said when they announced this production, which is, you know, the American theater is, is, is a living art form and it has to be reinvented. Um, and so he's, he's game. If Stephen Sondheim is game, I'm game. Yep, that's real. Huge. Um, okay, well, that's Broadway. Um, is there anything else you wanted to, to mention? Well, there is, one, there, is, there is one off-Broadway yes. offering Go for that it. I am particularly, exci particularly excited about, and mm -hmm. that would be MCC's The Wrong Man. Yes. And it's um, Ross Golan. Uh, who is a, a very prolific and talented songwriter. Has See, a, I don't know any of his work. Well, because he writes, yeah. he writes songs for pop stars. That's probably not, the, not what you're listening to. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, I, wasn't, I, I didn't know who he was until, until I very luckily went to a reading um, of, uh, or a, a musical uh, reading, because mm -hmm. the, the entire thing was sung. Um, and I don't know if that's how the show actually will be. But um, he performed the entire score for a mm. small group of people, and I was fortunate enough to be in the room, and I was blown away. And it said, yeah. and it it won't be him performing; it will be Josh Henry, who Which, is come on. I mean, that is a big, big deal. Yeah. And um, this guy, and I, I hope I'm not butchering his name, Ryan Vasquez, who Vasquez, who I saw in Hamilton in San Francisco, oh. mm -hmm. and and it had one of those moments. Yeah. He was an understudy going on. Uh, in a role that he was covering, obviously, and I went, that kid's a star. Wow. Um, but at any rate, it's, it's, it's very clever, and, it's, and it's, the music is extraordinary. Yeah. So well, it, it hasn't even opened yet, and already there's some buzz yeah. that it might be making the leap to Broadway. It could. Yeah. It could very uh, which well. Which is very exciting. Um, again, I'm here for the small show. Yes. And, and again, I say that without really knowing that it's, but I... I it's still might, small, right? You I think it, it by, by yeah. comparison to Moulin Rouge. Right. Well, everything's right. small. Right, exactly. But, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, it's a small company. It's a right, small right. band. It's an intimate It's, it's an intimate yeah. um, and yeah. very, yeah. very powerful piece of theater. The witness pointed out the wrong man, the wrong man is singing this song, man, the wrong man. The wrong man is singing this song, man, the wrong man. How many ways can you say it one way? How many times can you mention the sea and extension? There are only 60 days to the execution day. Give me a stay. Don't make me a statistical anomaly. The wrong man is singing this song. Man, wrong man. If we're each getting to say our most anticipated off-Broadway show of the fall. We are. Which I've decided that's what we're doing. Um, I would offer um, Soft Power, which if you've listened to our season, last season we sat down with uh, David Henry Huang, the playwright um, who has written this musical with um, Janine Tesori. They call it a, a musical within a play uh, because it has a very clever structure. Um, and if you don't know anything about it, it's sort of a reverse King and I. Um, a story told from a Chinese perspective about um, a relationship between an American figure and a Chinese figure, the American figure being Hillary Clinton, um, my, my boss. Uh, and it happens uh, in the aftermath of the 2016 election, so it's sort of an imagined thing. Um, and then spins off into the future. It's very, talk about clever, right? I mean, very, very, very clever. You have two of the finest writers of the musical theater, not just today, but ever uh, collaborating on this piece, uh, which is really exciting. That's going to be at the Public Theater. I believe it's 
at this point, probably almost all sold out. Um, but I hope they extend. And well, they did one extension. They, they did one one week extension. Um, maybe they'll do another. Maybe they will. I don't know. Let's see. Um, but I am very excited for that. I, I uh, will admit I saw it in L.A. Uh, in 2017. Wow, it's almost two years ago. And I saw it in San Francisco. Right? No, no, 2018. Sorry, 2018. Three times. 2018, yeah. Um, three times in San Francisco. I was at the first preview. I was wow. at or opening night or something. I went again uh, when there was a talk back, and I went to the final performance. Yeah. Um, so those are two shows to really put on your radar, The Wrong Man and Soft Power. Yeah, Soft Power is clever. And, yeah. you know, if, if it, it would be a wonderful world if Soft Power made it to Broadway. I'll just leave that there. Really would. Um, on a closing note. Close with a note. Close with a note. And we'll, we'll probably be talking about this all season, if I'm being honest. Um, and I like to be honest. I like to be honest. Um, this summer, uh, we lost uh, a titan of Broadway, Harold Prince. Um, and uh, there's not an innovation that, happened, that has happened in the past 50 years that he didn't have his fingerprints on. Um, the man was a towering figure of Broadway. Uh, this is all the way of saying that it's not a show, but this fall, the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts, which is at Lincoln Center, if you've never been, drop in, you can walk right in, um, and they always have an exhibit on the first floor that's open to the public, it's free, um, and it's a rotating thing. I believe last year we saw the Jerry Robbins one, which was we very did. cool. Um, their exhibit, which was you know, long planned, um, this fall is about Hal Prince producer and director Hal Prince, um, who passed away in, I believe, August. Um, uh, so it's you know eerily timed. I wish he was alive to see it. Um, but you should go check it out. I can't wait. It, starts, it started on the 18th uh, of September, and it runs through March. Um, and associated with that... Why haven't you been already? Because we're filming, we're recording this. <laughs> Before the 18th, Jamie. <laughs> Um, so I couldn't go into the future, but if I could, I would. And and that's actually a reminder. I should put on my calendar. I should go to opening day. Um, oh, I'm obsessed with Hal Prince. I mean, he's the reason that um, you know. Oh, it today. actually opens on the day that uh, our first episode of season two. There you go, Kismet comes it's out. It's a sign. It's a sign. Um, uh, anyway, uh, associated with this exhibit, as they always do, they're doing a series of free events. If you go to the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts' website, um, you can see they always curate really great events, um, you know, panel discussions and talkbacks, um, and uh, you know, all sorts of folks who are involved in the Hell Prince, uh, uh, the world of Hell Prince, the universe of Hell Prince, uh, will be participating. Um, so check that out. I, it's a little fun little tip that maybe you wouldn't have heard otherwise, but you heard it here. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great tip. And, and I will also say that mm -hmm. if... Um, if there's anything that we said that you'd like to read a little bit more about, you can yes. always go to Rob's blog, stageleft.nyc, and you can read more about the shows that we've discussed, and you can actually read all of the reviews for the shows that we have discussed that he has written reviews on, yes, which I are would, most of them, right? I, well, yeah, well, well, the, you know, well I mean, the, should, like the six London shows. Right, of course, yeah, and I, I, I'll be covering all these shows this fall, so stay tuned, uh, stageleft.nyc. Thank you, Jamie, for that little plug. You're welcome. I'm very proud of my site. You should uh, be. It's good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and that's the fall. We that's did it. That's the fall. We did it. Now well, we have to see everything. You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have at this point. Uh, but uh, very exciting. Cool. Alrighty. Well, stay tuned. Uh, we've got a lot of great guests coming up this season on our season of The Fabulous Invalid, uh, which has just launched with Betty Buckley. Um, and we've got some tricks up our sleeves. We do indeed. So, so We're both check them out. Sleeveless at the moment. Well, short sleeved. We are but, short sleeved. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real thing. But we've got tricks nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> that didn't sound right. No, it didn't. Now I'm just filibustering. Is Aaron, another, anything you'd is like this to say? Another to illusionist bit. You're going back to that, or the mentalist? The mentalist. Yeah. Well, Aaron, do you, are, from what we listed, is there anything that you're excited to see? Um, I think the one I actually probably would be Jagged Little Pill, just because, like yeah. you said, this is something that I I grew up. Right. With this album and know this it's album in your veins. and would like yeah. To, yeah. Um I also am like you, like never as a kid was never like I love Alanis Morissette. But right. I think this would be I'm really intrigued to see how this is done yeah. on stage as mm -hmm. well. I think that would be yeah. So that would be the one I think that that I would be most excited about. And there are a number you've talked about last season that you saw in London that will be coming yeah. either in the fall or I was peeking ahead in the yeah, spring. Yeah, and there's yeah. one in particular in the spring I'm very excited about. Oh, yes. Um 
but yeah, so I think that would be great. Awesome, cool. Well, tweet at us what show you want to see, or what, what show you're most excited to see. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we're at Fabulous Invalid. That we are. And today's show was edited and engineered by Aaron Kaufman. The Fabulous Invalid is a production of O&M Etc. and The Fabulous Invalid LLC, and a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. Woohoo! Do I say anything now? Sure, say what you want to f- say what you feel, Rob. Oh wow, yeah. Tune in, tune in. Uh, like, rate, subscribe. People always say that on podcasts. We don't. We should. Say, well, well, then say it. <laughs> if you, you like what the, you hear, write a review. You know. You the, uh, no, well, you can find the Fabulous Invalid uh, online at thefabulousinvalid.com, our beautiful website that we're very proud of, on the Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, website, on social media, at Fabulous Invalid, uh, and on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, write a review. Give yeah. us some stars, you know? And tweet at me. Yeah, tweet Make at me. Make me yeah. feel loved Jamie on social is, media. Jamie is, 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 is the voice of our Twitter handle, so. Uh, for better or for worse. Make him, make his day. And tweet yeah, and make me feel good. Tweet at us. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.